yeah, I'm 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 all for that. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about Ant Man then. Yeah, you know that was that was the big movie this week, uh, which I, I I actually just finished an hour long conversation about Ant Man and Marvel in general uh, with a critic uh, based out of Atlanta. So you should be primed. Uh, I am. I am gonna just. I am gonna. I'm gonna tangent and and make comparisons that you're gonna hate, uh, or mm. maybe not. I don't know. You might actually like some of them. <laughs> uh, people. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. As always, I'm Mark, your host, and that's Ryan, who has to listen to me ramble as well as you do. Uh, and if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you already know how we feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to this point. Uh, and if you don't, just go search Marvel on the website, vsmoviepodcast.com. Should I give them my Cliff Notes? Uh, Cliff Notes, <laughs> the first three phases were great. Uh, phase four was a mixed bag. Well, and, and, and you know, I would I would actually say that, that there were aspects of the first three phases, particularly in phase one, that weren't necessarily great. Uh, but they were but they were groundwork movies, and phase four shouldn't have been that way. Yes, they 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 were all pointed. They they seemed to be pointed in a direction and come together. Um, yeah, you could you could see where they were going. Whereas with uh, a lot of phase four. I still don't know where a lot of that's going. Um, and I'm not sure that I want to go where some of that is going. Fact. Um, but we will see what happens. Uh, I guess, you know, like, here we go. Starting now. Starting. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, the, this is this, this was the observation I made to start the other discussion. So I'll use it with you. According to Kevin Feige, Ant-Man is the most important movie since Endgame, which I believe he has said about every movie since Endgame. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so assuming he's not lying this time mm-hmm. um, do you feel that Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, is the most important movie since Endgame yes now uh, generally before we start breaking it down are you sure. uh, are you thumbs up thumbs down or ambivalent overall uh about the movie about about the movie okay because because this is where things get complicated Um, sure because i think the mcu has stopped being its chapters and has become its whole in the sense that i think this is this a great movie um no it's not a great movie is it an important movie that moves that that actually you know, points the MCU in a direction and gives a sense of we're no longer treading water. Yes. But can it be, can it be, you know, it could be, can it be both? Can it be, uh, yes, I think it's wonderful. And, and I recommend it as a, uh, as part of the big picture. Um, and on the, but on the small picture, it, it's kind of a mess. Um, and it's not really, I don't, no, but it, it doesn't really feel like an Ant-Man movie or any, or definitely not a Wasp movie. Um, you know. Uh, okay. No, no. Okay. I mean, let, let. I, so I'm, I, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I would, I, you know, did I enjoy it? I enjoy where it might take me. Um, but do I have to admit that not really that great of a film? Yeah, that too. Okay. So, um, I would counter that it, this is both, it, it is still an Ant-Man movie in terms of his general tone. And most of the tone of the film is still Ant-Man-y. But I think what they've done is they've forgotten that the appeal of Ant-Man is that Ant- everything Ant-Man did is 
is in our world. It's in our living room. It's on our sidewalk. It's on our street. It's in our car. And so all of the Ant-Man stuff kind of matters and it makes sense. And it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's relatable, which is not really the right word, but it's identifiable. And now in this film, the fact that he can grow and shrink doesn't really matter much. No, no. And nothing is real. There's no tactile substance to this film. Well, except not- the actors. Uh, everything else is a big blue screen CGI mess. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they start at the dinner table for the most part. Um, and, and Scott's weird narration. Uh, story time, which is oddly reminiscent of uh, Korg's narration yeah. in Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, sure. And we all know how I feel about Love and Thunder. Um, but it... The, do, you the, feel, do you feel better or worse about the narration in this thing? I feel better about this. I feel better about okay. this because it's it's... Because literally, it 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 literally is what you would assume Scott Lang is thinking, sure. trying to trying to explain everything. But on the downside, this should be done by Luis. Uh, that's his role, is to catch us up and bring us up to speed. And there are parts of it that I feel were written for Luis. I was going to say, but there's one problem with that that idea then it's korg well no, then it's actually that korg now that luis is there he's no no he's not there i know so then it becomes korg's narration storytelling but he could have done the opening and ending monologue like or with scott sure you know the, i sure. feel i feel like the the those bookends that was all Luis. Yeah, the, that sure yeah, that should have been Luis. The, I, I don't disagree. I hadn't thought about that, but you know, he, him doing a fast-paced recap uh, with the insane and, try, and trying to explain to Scott, it's like Scott, did you kill him? Did you not kill him? Is it over? Is it not? Because that that feels like that should be Luis. Yeah. All of that yeah. hemming and hawing. That's like I said. There's parts of it that I feel like were written originally with that kind of approach in mind, and yeah. it didn't go that way. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, and I, I would agree that I, that would probably have well, that would done uh, done a few things. It would have kept the character in that people like, right? Um, which, which might, it might be it, it, the best thing about that. I, I you know, I, it's it's funny because people will ask me, well, okay, so who who's cameoing this and who's doing this? And it's like, have you guys forgotten how these kind of standalone movies work? Uh, and I guess, yeah, to an extent, we have become accustomed to everything being essentially an Avengers film. I mean, right. Yeah. So the interconnected universe, it's kind of heartbreaking to to, to tell some of my coworkers that uh, don't expect cameos. No, not not from, not from a lot of other, no, this takes place in, in an entirely, like you said, it's, it's not in the real world. It's not even in the necessary. I mean, yes, it's the Avengers world, but we're in this micro macro, you know, tiny crumb speck of the universe where I don't know. None of that really, really matters. Really, right? Like um, I said, the, the fact that he's Ant Man is almost irrelevant. Well, it's, it's like another. It, you know, it's it's it literally is like another planet. It it is. Um, so let me so. let me uh, let me throw this at you because I'm gonna it's right. it's gonna ruin you for a minute. Um, can we first? Can we agree that they they crib a lot of stuff from other movies? Oh, heavens, yes. Up, up to and including, which uh, my previous guest did not catch, uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, um, there, she wasn't you, I, sweetheart. Uh, uh, there are, there, and not only that, but there is, um, if, if you watch the Star Wars, particularly the original trilogy on acid, because you have a scene that is literally the Ewoks village, you have the cantina, yep. um, uh, you have at one point in the film, you have Darth Vader's death scene, um, yep. as if it was done by Robot Chicken. Right. Um, I mean, no, yeah. The, this 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 film has a lot of other stuff in it. Um, yeah, no, no question about it. Yeah. Well, let me let let me argue that not 
you you went Star Wars on the the, the cantina and sure. the, the this and the that. I argue that that in fact is stolen not from the Lucasfilm property Star Wars, but from another Disney property, Tron Legacy. There's elements, sure. There's an element of that, but I I think at this at this you know uh, the, the thing. Uh, so the question I begin to ask myself is, okay, so they're they're making is any scene that takes place in a bar now going to feel like a canteen a scene? We've, yeah, or yeah. a movie like you said, I mean, I can see the I can see the Tron connection there too, but I would I might even argue that the the Tron connect, you know, it would you could argue that a lot of that goes back because you know, for me, why do they go to the bar? Well, they go to the bar to show the locals, to show off how weird the world is, and so they can find that that wise man. Yep. Among, you know, it, it, it's a trope. It's a. I mean, this whole the whole movie itself is built on um, tropes that you know. And so it, it, the question becomes: Are they lazy, or have we told all the stories that we can tell? Is everything going to reference everything that came before it? I mean, is you know. Um, should we be thankful that this movie doesn't feel like Blade Runner? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm, it's so I think I think it's hard to to know how how could they have avoided it feeling like some of these things. But I think you're right; some of it is so on the nose that it, it, it's a little hard to forgive, I guess. Yeah, the. Uh... The cast in this again, we get all the, we get the four major players. Uh, you know, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michael Douglas. Uh, we get Cassie back, but we've now recast her uh, as Catherine Newton, or with Catherine yeah. Newton. Um, fine young actress. I don't know that I like Cassie in this movie. Um, too, too, too smart. Too yeah. important. Too fast. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I have issues with that. Um, it's kind of, uh, I compared it to the, uh, iron heart syndrome in Wakanda forever. Too young, too smart, too important, too fast. Um, and with no buildup, no development no. To, no. to, to, get there. I, I feel like they could have, they could have actually kept her in the movie, kept her in a suit, but made that make more sense in terms of the science dynamic uh, than they did. Um, if she'd have, if she'd have been more into ants as opposed to the quantum realm, she could have been the one that developed the ant, co- the super smart ant colony. Sure. And Hank could have been building the thing to map the quantum realm. And so all that the pieces would have Hank. still been there, sure. you know, and she could have had a suit so she could go, you know, up close to the ants in their environment. Yeah. You know, so th- th- all the pieces could have been there, but it could have made her character maybe make a little more sense. But, I think, I think they, they, the idea though, was they wanted her to be the one do the stupid thing. Well, but, if, if but, but the thing is, the thing is Hank is doing it w- with, with her. her. Exactly. So he oh, should just be doing oh, it. Sure. And not telling his wife. Which I mean, and that's honestly the, one of the, if if there is something that bothers me about this film is is uh, it, it it doesn't feel like this idea originated prior to the film being made. If that makes sense. Um, it, it it feels like they've gone in and looked for a gap somewhere in the uh, other Ant Man films, um, and like Dan Brown have gone in and said, okay. Here's the hole in the story. Let's fill it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the film is uh, uh, about, oh, I didn't tell you about this. Right. Oh, I didn't tell you about this either. Or I didn't, oh, if, if I, you know, why didn't you just tell me? Well, because the, it hadn't been thought up by the writers yet. Yep. When in the other movie. And, and that's nitpicky, I know, but it really felt like it didn't fit the like. If you went through all these experiences, you might not say, "Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened down there." But you would at least. Say, I wasn't alone you know, down there. 
I wasn't alone. It's not a place you want to go. It's not a place we should play with. Right. You know, it, it, spell out the fact that it's not a safe place. Yeah. And, and you know, and it maybe they still get curious and they still, all this still happens, but that it feels more honest if it turns into, I told you we shouldn't come here. Yeah, I just didn't tell you why. But yeah, Marvel, Marvel has done that, you know, through all the films before, but they've filled those holes better. Yeah, I, I this one just felt like the character was. I don't know. I, it just didn't completely work. Um, you know, I, I think that there were. I, it, it needed some tweaking, um, and, and I was amused because there was a review. Don't remember who it was from. I just saw the headline or the the bite from it. They talked about how the best thing about this movie is the script. And I got to tell you, I think the worst thing about the movie is the script. Um, yeah. I don't, and I don't even know how you could argue the opposite side of that because this is a film that feels like it exists to introduce a character. Kang. And does it introduce that character? Well, yes. Is it, does it make, is it an interesting character? Yes. Is it a character that I can see, you know, three or four more movies coming about him? Yeah. And, And I won't be bored with, yeah. Part of that is the actor. Part of it's the, the makeup of the character itself. But so this, this film serves the MCU very, very well. I just don't think it serves Ant Man or Ant Man fans or I, I, the movie. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, stop it. I mean, I, I don't know. The, like I said, it's the fact that he's Ant Man is is incidental. It's well, it, yeah, it, it, it is because technically, well, it technically, the Hulk it. could have done this. Sure. He could have done this exact done same thing. Yeah, yeah. B- not knowing that even Janet says, "Don't go there." Sure, it could be the yes, because he's a scientist and he could have messed with it and ended up there, and then because because he knows it's there, he has the technology, he understands. Sure. It. Well, he quote unquote understands it, but yeah, I mean, so the fact that this is, and again, the fact that. The fact that it, Scott's ability to change size really doesn't matter in this film. It really doesn't. It's not like in the other two films. Like I said, the, the best part of Ant-Man was that it took place here. Everything happened here. And then once you pluck him out of, you know, here and put him down there where everything is ridiculous. Sure. And none of it's real. And none of it's real. It, it doesn't... His, the effects don't have the same impact, A... But they're also, they don't matter. So it, it, he's changing size for, yeah, because he has to, but it doesn't, it, there's, there's not, it's not referential to anything, I guess, is, is my problem it, from, a, from a narrative standpoint or a or reality standpoint. Um, and that's, that's my biggest kind of gripe in terms of how the film serves Ant-Man. Because it, it is both an Ant-Man film, but it strips the best... The reason Ant-Man films were fun is gone. And that's because it was Ant-Man running around here doing things. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Majors Kang is fantastic. Uh, every time he's on screen, and he never gets up, he never gets down, he's just this even-keeled, you know megalomaniac yeah uh who no i'm no i'm gonna get what i want and i'm gonna leave and if you get in my way i'm gonna have to kill you and then you know move on and well and again i mean you know they have to establish a character who the audience may not like and we may see him as i guess traditionally as evil or as the bad guy but there's elements to his argument you have to concede and that's i think what makes uh, well, uh, an interesting character and and again yeah. you have to because here's here's the thing if you want to talk about his argument his argument for why he is in the quantum realm is one thing and i don't want to spoil it necessarily yeah. but he 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 states that i am here because x yeah. however by the time you get to the end of the film he's been there so long that had that reason actually been true, 
something else would have happened. Because he can't be true and Loki's he who remains be true. Sure, sure. And have the end scene not have happened and exploded into the multiverse already. So he's an unreliable, like most tyrants, he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Um, so, but, but he's probably not lying about the others. Just about his situation. So, well, I, so I, he's, I, he's, I, he's I, both I, being honest and duplicitous. Uh, but but he's so good at it uh, because this is not the 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 he who remains Kang from Loki. No. Um, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But then which you... Is, which, which, which is good. Don't... But don't overthink this. Right. Also, I think, you know, I mean, it, it just, it's comic booky, and it be, and be okay with the fact that it's comic booky. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I think you can get really tangled up and confused, um, which I don't think is necessary. Well, if, if you don't like the multiverse theory to begin with. Oh, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate, yeah, you're going to hate this. Um, if, if you if you if you weren't a fan of Loki, if you weren't a fan of Multiverse of Madness, um, then you are not going to like this because you at least the concept. Yeah, because the, the concept is is not. You'll get hung up on the concept thinking about that too much. Um, if you're if you can overlook that, then you can kind of enjoy what's going on, with the caveat that it's. It's kind of an Ant-Man movie, but it's not really an Ant-Man movie. But hey, look, if you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe if you're on YouTube. Click follow wherever you're listening to us. Uh, you know, Follow us on Twitter, at VS Movie Podcast. Same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I just, I mean, so, uh, it, it's funny because, like, I left the theater and, and it did what it, I needed it to do. I I said it, it gives, finally, after phase four, it we do have a direction now. Yeah. It's not, you know, this isn't your GPS, you know, turn left here, you know, map you all the way to your destination. But you, you at least know what road you're on. And we haven't, sure, we haven't really had that. Since Endgame, right. it's been a lot of you know. There's Old Man Nugent's farm. Are we turning left or going straight? And we don't know. Yeah, you know. Well, so and, it's been a lot of that. Know, and it's it's interesting because they did set up. Uh, you know, it wasn't too deep into Phase One where they. I think it was the second, literally the second film, or I think it was anyway. Because it, it might have been that first Thor film. Um, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, where they introduce at least you know, tease who the bad guy is. Um, and we, so we knew there was a bad guy sitting on his throne and, and yeah. whatnot. And, and and at least we knew, okay, so that's the bad guy. Right. And so everything, and then we learn more and more about the bad guys as we go along. Whereas this one, we, we literally haven't really had 
uh, a centralized bad guy. No. Um, and so, so all these films which and, and TV series may eventually come together and make sense. But even now, I'm not sure that it, it, it will or it can or if that's even the intention. Well, I um, would I would wonder, because what is it, this May, end of May, we get the Marvels? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out how that's going to tie in. Because I think that's going to be more geared toward their Secret Wars uh, kind of angle, which is not this. So um, I think it's nice that not everything has to be connected. All of it. No, but But again, a lot of this stuff, it still needs to stand on its own. And we've had that problem before. I mean, we've talked about it before where it feels like Marvel's movies and TV shows are extended commercials for what you have to watch next as opposed to this cool thing. And then when you get to the next thing, you see you see it tie back. Everything used to tie back in Marvel. Now everything is trying to tie forward. And I think that's the difference in approach or it feels that way to me. Yeah. I uh yeah. But yeah, but this this one it's I it's fine. Uh, the the metacritic or not metacritic. The the Rotten Tomato score was at 49 a couple hours ago. Um and no one can yell review bomb because that's Rotten Tomatoes hand-picked critics. Yeah. Yeah. So and, that's and, and, the uh, critics score. That's, uh, and and that's I mean, look if we're if the Rotten Tomatoes um, is essentially uh, should I go or should I not go? Right. So that's saying that fifty percent of critics who saw the film said no, don't go. Right. Fifty percent said yeah, you should go. So that doesn't mean that the film itself is like a five out of ten, um, which is how some people want to read it or like if it's it's just an indicator of thumbs up thumbs down right so essentially what we have is a siskel and ebert episode where one of them like the film <laughs> the other did yeah um and that's what the rotten tomato score boils down to um you know i think the metacritic i when i looked earlier this week was floating around uh a five and a half or six uh 55 or 60 sort of number um which is probably where I kind of fall in. See, yeah. In the sense of yes, yes or oh. no. And I would say, yeah, yeah, yes, see it. But, you know, and, and unfortunately, this is, this is the caveat we've had with most of the Marvel stuff as of late. Don't expect to like all of it. Or no. don't expect, you know, I mean, there's, it's like, it's not perfect. It's, it's the job done. Um, but, yeah, the just uh, FYI, the uh, I just I just pulled it up. Wow. Okay, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes is forty eight, and they have now have an audience score mm-hmm. of eighty six. Yeah, Metacritic is also at forty nine. Okay, so it's dropped. So it has dropped, but again, uh, the critics are evaluating the film theoretically as a film it's it, as opposed it's a to thing. a fan or an audience member because there, there's some there's 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 stuff to like in the film oh yeah um well, there's, I mean, but there's stuff generally that, i mean like i said i mean there's things that i love about the film and then there's as we have talked about things that you go well okay so again why was this an ant-man movie Exactly. And and the reason why it's an Ant Man movie is because of they've established in the Ant Man films that there's this quantum realm. Yep. So clearly it has to be you know, it, it it's like we can't share that. You know, we, we couldn't we I think really they couldn't give it to the Hulk because that's an area that belongs to Ant Man and that's where Ant Man does stuff. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. but, and, and, and you can't give it to Tony Stark because, well, he's dead. So, yeah, yeah. um, but although he would have been a logical choice because it feels like something he would have gone and dicked around with. Sure. It, it's more of his, 
careless nature to do this sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, you know what? Ooh, you know what's down there? Yeah. Well, his. I mean, and and that actually might make more sense than how this happens. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't really feel like we're dealing with. I mean, Hank. Hank never feels like a scientist. He's definitely a grandpa. He's definitely a grandpa in this. He's, he's, he's quirky grandpa, but he doesn't have that, that it's almost like the role he plays is really important in this film, mm-hmm. but it's almost not accidental or coincidental or, but it's not nearly as it, the, the moment isn't nearly as strong as it could be because he's kind of an all golly shucks. Sort of, sort of sort of character that that doesn't have any gravitas, and so now, when his well, moment comes. Well, what's yeah. what's funny is that that one could argue that Cassie was like his second shot at raising hope. Sure. So he might be a more aw shucks hands on grandpa than he was as a dad at the time. So. Uh, you can, I, I mean, know. you can find ways to rationalize it. And that's like, so that, that wasn't really my, my sticking point, his role as grandpa, but, but yeah, he, it, he feels like he's less scientist now. He's, you know, more like glorified, you know, the professor that tutors you at, because he's no longer teaching. And that's Man. what he was, he's tutoring Cassie and bad things happen. So <laughs> did you, did you feel like, cause I felt like hope was hardly in this movie. Like that, that, she could have been taken out of the movie almost entirely. Yeah. Um, and then it wouldn't have changed much of the story. It, it uh, would not have changed much of the story. Um, I also kind of feel cheated that we could have had a really great Scott Lang cliffhanger at the end. Uh, and we didn't get it in lieu of the happy ending. Now, you could argue that it would have been a rerun sure. of the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, but yeah, it would have actually, it would have actually meant something as opposed to have just been an accident. Yeah. And I, I, I think well, that would have been, cause I was like, Oh my God, because they, they're either going to kill him or they're going to strand him. Yeah. And neither of those feels, things happen. Yeah, well, the ending feels really easy. It's yeah. too easy. And, and I mean, and yes, was it set up? Yeah, to a certain extent. Yes, it was. But but it, it, it it's almost like the flip of a switch. Your ending shouldn't be the flip of a switch. It right. should be it should be more complicated than that. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think if this was in the movie, if this was a comic book, it does go another three issues. It goes another five issues or or this story drops out for you know a little while and comes back. Yep. Um, and and Cassie, it turns when when you know it turns into a Cassie story. Yeah. On one side, and and yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, there's. But there is good stuff here. But then there's stuff here, and and I think uh, you know I, I'm interested in what comes next, which is really what I wanted because I kind of not become interested in what comes next. Um, because some of the stuff that had come next, I, you know, it just, I don't know. I mean, a lot of, you know, phase four, I, I wasn't into. Yeah. Uh, phase four was very hit or miss. The TV stuff was, I think was better than the film. Stuff overall. Yeah. I mean, except for, yeah, that I really don't know if I'm going to be on board with uh, the new Captain America. And it's not because of who's Captain America. It's, because of how they've developed that whole storyline and everything. And I'm kind of annoyed with that. It, uh, I am annoyed. I'm not you you of, am annoyed. I am, I am annoyed by uh, a, a lot of that storyline. Um, That's fair. I don't know, man. I just, and the Eternals didn't do anything for me. No, it, it really didn't. <sighs> Like I said, I, uh, I was more predisposed to like Multiverse of Madness than you. Uh, and and I do like Multiverse of Madness, but I think the ending it could have been better. Yeah, I didn't like. We, neither of us like Thor. God, uh, God. Uh, yeah, no, Thor Love and Thunder. Black, Black. I thought Black Panther was okay. 
it was serviceable. But but again, the argument the argument there is they they were they were in a lose lose decision. Yes, and then they they and then they rushed it, and they they should have waited and developed that a little more. Absolutely, both of those things. So, so, you know, I mean, we all like to think of Marvel as this perfect thing. They've screwed up in the past. They'll, they'll screw up in the future. Hopefully, the, the hope is that they'll write the, you know, the course and get everything to come together in a way that um, is appeasing. Um, yeah. There have been a n- number of Marvel films that are not that remarkable uh, when viewed on their own. There are things that happen in them that are incredibly important, and that makes them more watchable. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we have to have the introduction to Loki and Thor, or it doesn't make any sense in Avengers. We have to have, you know, we have to have that character built. Yep. And have an understanding. And you know, Black Widow and Iron Man 2. Um, yep. Or- you know, there's just there's, there's things about even the mediocre films that you go, well, Okay, but it did this. And I think with Ant-Man, you say, well, it didn't introduce the villain. So, it's important. And, so, it's important. Yeah, because is, this is this is know. this is the, this is a Kang movie much more so than it's an Ant-Man movie. Yes. So, go know that going in and you'll probably come out a lot more satisfied. Um, it is a, this is, this is a, this is like a villain origin. I mean, even more so than, than Loki was, this is a villain, yes. origin, villain origin story. Yes. So this, this is, this is about the introduction to him and whether or not that makes for a good, or a good uh, Ant-Man is, is up to the audience, but I, I'm not surprised that it's got really good scores at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anyone who's seen Ant-Man on the opening night is... Uh, poised to like it, yeah. Whether or not they 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 do or not, um, there's something about being one of the first people to see something that sometimes clouds your judgment. Yeah, and we see this. We actually see this at Sundance sometimes, um, where everyone's excited because no one no one else has seen it. Yeah, and 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 their their initial gut reaction is is you know, oh this is great, it's phenomenal, and then six months later. You ask them, and they'll be like, "Well, you know, I hadn't seen any good movies for a while, and there was all that atmosphere and blah blah blah." blah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, for me, Ant Man's floating around a six, um, five and a half. That, that, you I'm, know, I'm I'm, it, I'm at a six again, but I'm I'm I like Ant Man, so I'm a little more. I think again, I'm a little little more lenient, and again, it's just, it's kind of the same thing with with Multiverse of Madness. So I'm I'm a big Raimi fan. So yeah. I was more predisposed and the evil dead stuff. I loved that stylistic stuff that he brought that he just brought over yeah. wholesale. So I, I liked that. So I was more predisposed to like that maybe than some other people, but yeah, I, I like that uh, yeah, man. I'm so with you on that though. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's the Sam Raimi element. It was like, no, it, it was it a, I mean, there's almost this thought of, well, was it a good Sam Raimi film? Yes, it was. Was it a great Marvel film? Well, exactly. Mm, nah, I don't, you know, and yeah, we, we we talked about. I just talked about this with with, with uh, Jeffrey and and uh, the the thing we were talking about. It's like and he was like, "It's a hundred percent Sam Raimi." I go, "No," I said, "Really, it's about an eighty percent Sam Raimi movie." The other twenty yeah, percent was Kevin. It's like if we'd have gotten ninety five percent of Sam Raimi, yeah. that's a yeah. that's a that even that fifteen percent that's a far different movie. It is. <laughs> so and it's like I wish hundred and and that's. You know, and, and how much creative license do we want our directors to have? Um, how much makes sense when they're not doing the whole picture? I mean, it's it's. I mean, what Kevin is is done is is not an easy thing. No, it's not. Um, and he's pissed off a lot of people along the way. And you know, I mean, so the question becomes: Well, okay, would we rather have a universe that's more creative, but maybe not as cohesive or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, I, I could argue, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm still a little bitter over the Ant-Man film that we got versus the Ant-Man film that we were initially promised. I would think you're right, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that almost has nothing to do with the actual film that we were given. It's just this idea that Edgar Wright was going to make an Ant-Man film and I never get to see it. <laughs> No, but you get like forty percent of his script. 
Yeah, but, but <laughs> so, still, yeah. But like you said, you know, fifteen percent is a huge difference. So that sixty percent that isn't him, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's it's, it's a ton. Yeah. Um. So I think I think that the the Marvel model is incredibly flawed but effective in that you have one guy who at least reigns everything in mm-hmm. because you do have so many different writers. You do have so many different directors. You have so many characters that you do. If you do want a cohesive thing, there's only two ways to do it. And that's either have one guy do everything, which you, it's not realistic which, or you have one guy approve everything. And yes. So you either, you need either one guy who's in, in, and this was the George Lucas model for Star Wars, the, the, the you know the six hour films that he did, where he was the one person. Yep. Of everything. So yeah. It's, so for good, bad, or ugly, you that was yeah, what he wanted. You, you could argue part. that was more or less successful, story wise, creatively. Right. You know, I mean, so we're it's it's it, there's a give and take, and so I'm I'm really intrigued by what DC is going to do because it's funny because they're like, well, we're going to be more artist based. Well, you were, you let. You know, uh, Zack Snyder do whatever he wanted essentially with the early, yeah. you know, films, and that was part of the problem because he wanted to make Batman movies, but he was being asked to not make Batman movies. Yep, um, he was being asked to make Superman movies and and you know movies that were not necessarily. Um, right in his wheelhouse. Well, and that, that's wow. that's something I think. Uh... Marvel has screwed up more lately doing than DC did. Because, uh, I mean, it's not like Zack Snyder didn't like Superman, but he wanted to make Batman movies. Um, Marvel yeah. is... They're, give, they're giving projects to people who say, oh, I never read the comics, or I was never a fan. And it's like, then why yeah. are you doing this? Sure. I mean, literally, no, that should be your first question. And honestly, that was one of the selling points for uh, Batman versus Superman was that they had brought in people who had great uh, reputation, you know, won Oscars, who you know had, were, were considered great writers, who were going to bring a different edge to the comics because they didn't know the characters. I don't think that worked. No, it does. Uh, it doesn't. But again, you know, no. you, you look at some of some of Marvel's recent misses, uh, She Hulk. Can't write. We we didn't we we didn't read the comics. We can't write. We can't write legal dramas or we can't write legal stuff. Uh, you know it's it, but it happens all over. It's people that didn't that don't seem to like. Uh, they like the idea of directing a Marvel movie as long as they don't have to make a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like that doesn't uh, make well, any yeah. sense. Well, well, and and let's let's be reminded that and and you know one of the the surprise successes of the Marvel universe was the guardians franchise. Right. And that's because you, it was at least partially and I mean, I know there was an earlier regime, but when James Gunn came in, it was something that he was passionate about and that he liked and, and characters that he understood. I, I, I have, I actually, I have a better example. Werewolf by night. Oh gosh. You can get me to talk about that as much as you want. Uh, I, I know, but, but stop and think about it. They literally went, to Michael Giacchino and said, Hey, we want to do a thing. Do you want to direct a thing? And he said, yeah. And they said, what? And he said, I want to do this. And they said, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God. It's almost like, that's how you get a good movie. <laughs> you know? But the, and, and the unfortunate thing about that is I don't think that's really tied into it. I mean, that's, it's not, like this- it's completely, it's like, it's the Joker of the Marvel universe. So, which is a shame because it's fantastic. What? But but again, but if but you could it could tie in other places if they want. But they oh, they absolutely. could build like a, a Marvel dark, you know what I mean, or a Marvel monster universe, like Universal oh, wants to do. But you can yeah. you can you can, I I think if you give people that are passionate about the material broad strokes, because that happened a lot in Phase One and Two. There were they, okay, like you know, these are your these are your waypoints. Yeah. Now show us what you got. And obviously, you go in and you go, okay, now that's a little far, or don't don't do that because we might do something different with that. 
or something like that. But it wasn't, you know, completely limited and controlled. It was, it was, it was overseen, not micromanaged. And I think Marvel is, is they're, they're bordering on micromanagement in terms of their, um, big universe development. Whereas like Warner brothers was like micromanaging individual films on a reactionary basis. Right. They ended up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, I think, Marvel, they can keep the interconnected stuff and it will still all work. I, I think as if as long as if they pull back and go back to these these kind of broad stroke waypoint guidelines and then just, you know, some, you know, just, you know, keep an eye on, you know, just keep an eye on them. Just see what you're doing. You know, ask for updates, watch the dailies. You know, if you're going to make big script changes, let us know. Just you know, so we're in the loop. It doesn't mean we're going to say no. It, you know, we want to keep in the loop because you might something that a, you know something that a Sam Raimi yeah. does might spark something. That, you know, you know what we could do. You know, and yeah. then throw that to the director or the writer that you've got on this other film. And go, hey, Sam's doing this thing, and we think it might be important. And the guy might go, well, you know what? You're right. It might be important, but you know, a little more. You know, not laissez-faire, not Iron Man. You know, but, uh, you know, they get, they get, they have to get back to that balance that they had, um, where they trust their people with, you know, here's, here's your box. Now go fill that box and, and, and that'll work. But yeah, so it's an Ant-Man. Thankfully, I think this movie was intended to be a Kang movie and it is. So in that sense, they, they filled the box. Kang is here. We get it. Um, he's well portrayed by Jonathan Majors, uh, and that's that's all going to work moving moving ahead. So yeah. in that in that in, in from that standpoint, it, it works. It, it works. But yeah, as an Ant Man film, it's not. I, like I said, I just hate it because it, it takes what was best about Ant Man away. That's that's well, what I didn't really it, care for. It, it's probably it, it's more of a sci fi film than even the Guardian films were sci fi films. Yes, actually, that is an interesting point, but not one that and, is incorrect. So it's it's just kind of you know weird to me in that sense. So yeah, yeah. it's hard. Know. It's hard to do. So there you go. I'm like I said, I'm at about a six, uh, which puts me better than Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Uh, but again, I'm I'm probably more predisposed. So uh, I said we got the Marvels coming. I think there's something else coming what 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 else well, marvel's got something else this year too don't they guardians three. Oh, guardian that's right oh that's right the, like what three four weeks before the marvels yeah we got like two time. in may which is weird um and i think we get another tv show at some point uh i can't keep up uh, well, anymore we're gonna we're gonna get another loki we're gonna get the vision series we're gonna get yeah, I, I honestly i think i don't I think the vision series is going to be about as standalone as WandaVision was. Um, it's, it's, it's only going to be a tie in because it's got the vision, but it's new vision. So, uh, that Loki two is going to be more important, I think to the overall MCU than vision is, but I would, well, I would, I would happily be surprised. Be, it turned, well, I mean, Loki turned out to be more important even for this yeah. film. So. True. Very, very true. So there, there you go, everyone. That is our, uh, that is our incredibly long take on quantum mania, uh, in theaters. Now it's fine. Go see it. It's fine. Go see it. If you're a Marvel fan, it's fine. If you're an Ant-Man fan, if you like Scott Lang, go see it. Um, if you're going to so, watch any, any Marvel movies in the next decade, you need to have, you, you have to see it. Yeah. So. Cause it's, 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 a, it's the cornerstone. It's the most important movie since Endgame. So says Kev, Kevin. The robot, the algorithm. We'll see. We'll see if that if that is in fact the case. So there you go. Uh, we have got uh, this week is Creed three. Yeah, we get to see. Is it? I, I think okay. I think that's what we have. Yeah, I think, this I think week. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, next well, next weekend I'm going to be in uh, I'm going to be in Atlanta for uh, Atlanta Comic Convention. Oh yes, and we get Cocaine Bear this week. Oh, yes. Which I was terribly excited for until I saw the trailer. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm not very excited for it anymore. So hopefully 
hopefully I become yeah. excited for it after I see it again. Uh, and then uh, next week, we have one. Uh, Champions, the Woody Harrelson comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh my goodness, middle of March, John Wick Chapter 4 and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. That's going to be a fun month. Uh, do you want slap sticky superhero stuff or dark and brooding bullet stuff? That Can I have both? We can't have both. We have them back to back. I'm not sure what days they come out, but they both come out in March. So you can have them both. We'll have them. We'll have them both. That's what we're going to do. So there you go. It's a, it's a busy time. The movies we're back in movie mode. We're back in summer blockbuster run-ups. And you know, we'll, we'll see how that, well, I don't know if cocaine bear is going to be a summer movie blockbuster, but it would be interesting to see if it's the stanks on the plane or if there's actually, I mean, because everyone wants to talk about Cocaine Bear, but I don't know if anyone actually wants to see it. Right. And fun fact, I've never actually watched Snakes on a Plane. I don't know that you need to. I, I, I that's probably why I haven't yet. Uh, I, I think it's enough to know that that movie exists and it is about snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yes. Uh, so that's, okay. yeah, so... I, I think that's all I really need to know. I understand that's a cultural touchstone. Like I hadn't watched uh, Sharknado until this past summer for a fundraiser for a yeah. charity fundraiser. I I knew what Sharknado was, but I had steadfastly refused to watch it, but it was a, it was a fundraiser for cancer research. And I was like, well, if I have to ever watch it, I suppose that, that would, would be, be the time. time. That would be the time so yeah. there you go. <laughs> A lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, thanks, Ryan. I, I will let you go. Uh, everyone, if you're going to the movies this weekend, there's stuff to watch. Up to and including Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. There you go. Don't forget to like us. Follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. Go to the website, vsmoviepodcast.com. Get all the stuff that we do there. Uh, and until next time, I am Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. See you guys. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.